0: So boys, you guys ready to go? Evan, you got a heart out at what, six forty
1: five? Yes. Uh, as always. If my kids are being good, I can stay late if we need to. So but you have never, a heart out it's <laughs> never up to me. So <laughs> you have a heart out at six forty five. It's a fifty fifty chance.
0: Buddy, And welcome to episode 49 of the Football Absurdity Podcast. The all 49ers episode. Today we'll go over Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, Jimmy G, and then we'll get out of here because that's all that's worth talking about. And Antonio Calloway! Oh, uh, well right. I guess we're talking Browns too. No, we're just talking 49ers. Oh. This is just 49ers today. We're going to talk about the weird uh, 300 noise that they make in the stadium. Um, it's a weird thing that they started to do uh from the movie 300 they just decided it's a first down noise they're gonna do anyways i'm jeff crisco i'm here with my co-hosts evan Hoover, you heard him already the other guy you haven't heard yet mike valverde gentlemen how are we doing today great i joined the pta i think mike died mike i left
2: the building as soon as you said we're talking about the 49ers
0: well, they're better than the Colts. So, on today's episode, we're going to go over uh, week five. We're going to talk about Thursday night football last night, which was a great game. And then we'll talk about uh, what we're looking for in the weeks coming up. Uh, if you found us through the website, through Twitter, uh, what have you, we are on Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. If you find us there, if you like what we do, please. Hit up that five star button on your uh, on your app of choice and leave a review. That's how we get up in the rankings. Let's game this algorithm. Let's get all the way to the top. We're coming for ESPN. Um, if you want to join the discussion, you can join our Discord. It's at tiny.cc/absurdity. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff going on there. Start sit questions, lineup help. Uh, did I make? Did I do a good trade? All that stuff. We'll help you out with whatever you want. If you want exclusive access to a patrons-only channel in that Discord that gives you instant advice from one of us, you can go ahead and join at patreon.com/footballabsurdity or go to uh, footballabsurdity. There's the support button at the top. Uh, your donation helps us out a lot. Um, if you do have that Patreon access, I do want to. Specify because I spoke with a patron this week. Um, there is a second episode every week that you get through the Patreon website. You can put that into your app of choice and listen to it. What it is, we preview Thursday Night Football and we answer the questions that we're asking today. So on Tuesday, we'll find the answers to the questions that uh, we're asking today. And so it's kind of a two part thing. So if you're on the um, Patreon, please make sure you're listening to that episode. It's kind of a two-part thing. Um, So you're missing out if if, uh, you're not uh, listening to that one, too. Um, So let's just get right into it, boys. Thursday Night Football. It was a good game. It was a good game. Seattle 30, Rams 29. Uh, When we talked on Tuesday, the line was Seattle by one. Uh, I think Legatron might have uh, had a bet going um, on that money line. So he shanked it about, what would you guys say, a foot? To the right, if that much.
1: I, I'm i stuck on it was a good game. It was a good game. All of my opponents had Thursday night guys, and I was like, yes, the Thursday night curse of nothingness is going gonna, is gonna to reward me this week. And then the universe heard that, turned its wicked eye on
0: me. Well, last week was a good fantasy week, though. Devontae Adams had 180 yards. Aaron Jones scored a touchdown. Oh, yeah,
1: Devontae Adams, great week last week. So good. Yeah.
0: Two, two straight Thursday night football, good games. Um, so uh, I said uh, in the in the Tuesday preview, I said start all Seahawks. I think that worked out pretty well for uh, everybody. Chris Carson over 100. And a score that if he didn't make, he was uh, could have just walked right out of the stadium because I don't think he was ever going to play again. Wide open touchdown for the game. Uh, on a pass from uh, russell wilson who had four touchdowns and uh, if you count his rushing yards he had uh, 300 yards on the dot um will disley 81 yards tyler lockett 51 in a score dk metcalf 44 in a score it was a real uh, start all seahawks night except for one guy rashad penny so guys what are we doing with rashad penny six carries in a night where they carried the ball 43 times
1: I'm leaving him in the FA where he belongs and I'm pretending that 2 week period where I stopped totally ridiculing him didn't
0: happen. Mike, what about you? I
2: think if you own him, you keep him because as we've seen with with uh Carson, um he has fumble problems and he also has a history of injuries. So you're you're one basically player away from having, you know, almost equitable stats as chris carson so there's really no reason to get rid of him unless you're pressed for bench room um other than that yeah i I keep him
0: well chris carson hasn't fumbled the ball in two games um he really only had one big injury his rookie year he played 14 games last year so and and i don't know if uh rashad rashad penny there's nothing that i've seen at least from his professional profile that says that he's going to do the same thing as chris carson i'm with evan on this one i'm saying you know, those little, uh, those little, uh, trays at the, uh, at the so checkout stand. Did you, did you, did you just I, confirm okay, my so. point?
2: Because you just, I just said he had a history of injuries and you said, okay, he had a problem his rookie year and he was out last year. He missed two um, games last year. Okay. Hence a history of injuries.
0: Do you know how many running backs missed two games over the course of the year? Cause it's a lot. I, I It doesn't I make them injury
2: about how many games he missed. I said he had a history of injuries.
1: He's been injured every season.
2: He hasn't so, been injured. And then he also has a fumble problem. That That is clear as day.
0: He's also
1: fumbled every season.
0: Okay. So, uh, Mike, don't understand Mike, what Mike, you're Mike, l- let, me, let me take this back to your Dalvin Cook point. Okay? He was injured his rookie year. He was injured last year. He's not rookie injured this year. That was your – you're saying the opposite of what you said about Dalvin Cook last week.
2: I didn't say Dalvin Cook did not have a history of injuries. if obviously Dalvin cook does have a history of injuries
0: you said it's not something to worry about so you're saying that we should hang on to rashad penny on on the off chance that chris carson gets I hurt you
2: hang on to hang on to rashad penny be, because chris carson fumbles the ball and has a history of injuries
0: <laughs> okay um but anyways the point that i was making is i'm not keeping them um so mike disagrees um, I don't know how deep your benches are, Mike, but you love keeping bad guys on your bench for no good reason, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Whoa, shots fired.
1: You know what's going to happen now, Jeff, that you've done that.
0: I've tempted Sean the universe. Penny,
1: three touchdown game next week. I know,
0: I know I've tempted the universe. That's fine. Um, but uh, so um, part of, just a, a quick aside, part of this uh, start all Seahawks thing, Tyler Lockett actually had a, I forget what I heard this on one of the podcasts I was listening to today. since they've started tracking uh, uh, touchdown odds on catches or catch odds, he had the most improbable catch. And actually, if you're watching the game, Joe Buck, when uh, Russell Wilson went to throw this ball, he said that he was throwing it away. So Russell Wilson throws it oh, it's a touchdown to lock it. He was just sort of doing that. Uh, Russell Wilson throws it away and it was it was an incredible catch. I uh, was watching the game with my wife's cousin, and, and it reminded me of those old uh, Jordy Nelson specials with Aaron Rodgers, where um, Jordy Nelson would do the uh, the smooth criminal lean uh, on the uh, on the sideline and just pluck the ball out where nobody else could get it. It was an incredible catch. So, how um, you know
1: about that lean?
0: What's that? How
1: do you know about that lean? I know things. That's something only '80s kids would know about.
0: I know things. I'm I have knowledge. Also, uh, what's up? What's up with these? catch odds they're from they uh, uh that. aws amazon web services nfl next gen stats but i mean how do they how would you quantify catch odds well you'll you, well the way that they haven't you seen the commercials
1: yeah ca- and it's just a bunch of random numbers floating all over my screen i hate it it's
0: it's distance from defenders speed of ball angle of ball kind of like well in baseball you don't you don't watch baseball but they can calculate with like exit velocity and all that stuff they can calculate the odds that something becomes a hit based off the history of balls that are thrown with, you know, that speed, that trajectory, with those catch rates, you know, that placement, all that stuff. So that's how they calculate the catch odds. And uh it's the are lowest punches
1: ca- is just perma zero? Yes. They're like it's a 100% difficulty every time. Yes, they the just clear out they clear out history, all the odds. The most difficult catch in history was this 8-yard route Devin Punches caught.
0: Yep, yeah, um uh, so, um, question for you guys. Um, so, w- how stupid do I look for being scared of Cooper Cup? Nine catches, 117 yards and a touchdown. He is pretty much the game in town among the wide receivers uh, in uh, in uh, L.A. now. So, he was a the number 51 overall pick, and it's looking like that was too low. So, uh, what do you guys think about Cooper Cup going forward? Yeah, she
1: is fantasy gold. (laughs) Fantasy gold. Other people's teams besides mine.
0: Yep. Probably a lot
1: of Mike's teams. I bet. You got him a lot of leagues,
2: Mike? Uh, no, unfortunately, I do not. What? He was
1: your touchdown leader. That's true. Why are you going to make the onion hanger and nail
2: it, and then not profit off of it? Well, the uh, I'm only in about two redraft leagues, maybe three. Uh, um, the two with you guys and then one home league. So it's, yeah, the odds of me getting them are slim.
0: We're pretty low. Yeah. I have them somewhere. I'm trying to find where I have them. I don't have them in any
2: of my eight redraft leagues
0: in my office redraft league. That's where I have them. So, all right. all righty. So, um, yeah, like I said, start all Seahawks looked pretty good. Uh, I thought the Seahawks were going to blow them out. That didn't happen. So that was good for our fantasy days. Uh, Todd Gurley, guys, so Todd Gurley, uh, fourth straight game with a yards per carry under four. Uh, Like I said uh, last week, he had never even gotten three under Sean McVay, so um, three catches, six yards. Is he touchdown or bust at this point? Trade him now.
1: You got two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Yeah, trade him. People still have hope. People still don't get what's going on.
0: Yeah, one of them, Gerald Everett, fought all the way down to the one and should have had a touchdown, but he... Uh... They should have just given Gerald Everett the touchdown. I have no
1: interest in him in fantasy, but just like... It was like that that one that... Uh, Cooper, Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah Cooper Cup yeah. a couple weeks ago. Just give it to them, you For know? The
0: cool, he worked so hard to get there uh, on, on that particular play. Yeah, the he... refs hate fun? Yeah, so... Um, uh, it's, Evan mentioned Gerald Everett. I mean, he had the second most targets on the team. Uh, he p- did pretty well last week. He had 136 yards this week. Is that somebody we're, we're, we're taking a, a, a peek at? Are we doing, like, uh, Gerald Everett over, say, an O.J. Howard at this point? What's, I think, I, I think any
2: any tight end in the Rams right now, they are targeting pretty well with those tight ends, which they haven't done before. And yeah. really involved in those offense, so. Yeah, if you have O.J. Howard, uh, yeah, Everett should be available. Um, yeah,
0: he was available when I was looking, I think, in like 3% of league, or uh, owned in like 3 to 5% of league. so um, yeah. Uh, sorry, Mike, I didn't mean to step over your point.
2: Mm. No, you're fine. Uh, that, that's exactly what what I was saying, was he was available, so...
0: Okay. Yeah. And Evan, I did mean to step all over your point. So sorry about that. We told somebody to start Everett in the Discord server know. when
1: they were. The, uh, my kids, you want to say something. What do you want to say about Gerald Everett?
0: No, I said there's a. Pattern. Yeah, but now
1: you're on the air. So you got to say something about Gerald Everett. How do you feel about Gerald Everett? I don't know what that guy is. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Many people people do. Stepped into this room. Uh, we told somebody to start him in our Discord server. Uh, uh a week or two ago before he flipped out so yeah he's i guess startable if you're desperate
0: yeah i had him as uh, I, I hedged my bets last week they had a good matchup in the uh, the dfs saturday um column that i put out i hedged my bets i put tyler higby in one uh like i think it was draft kings and then uh in uh, FanDuel i put gerald everett because i was like these guys are getting targets one of them's gonna break out and it looks it's looking like it was gerald everett so all right, so we'll move on from Thursday night football. We'll do cover six. Uh, it's, you know, there's so much happens. It's a weekly podcast, really. So just write down the six biggest news items you need to know for fantasy football on Sunday. Um, off the top, um, there's nothing to discuss on these, just an FYI. If you saw these guys pop up as questionable during the week, they didn't show up on the team's final injury report on Friday. So they're, obviously good to go chris godwin lesteron mccoy mark andrews and james Conner. mark andrews is going to show up every week he's got a foot thing that they're doing for uh maintenance so you can just kind of ignore that when he pops up in the middle of the week so um so we'll move on to the six biggest uh news stories uh to know for fantasy football on sunday um number six uh the kansas city running back situation um shady mccoy is good to go Damian Williams is questionable but practiced all week in full so he's probably going to play um toss in uh Daryl Williams who's played well recently and Darwin Thompson who also exists we got kind of a messy situation guys personally I think that Shady is going to be the lead back um in this uh uh this backfield this weekend with uh Damian Williams kind of taking a backseat to him and it's just a pass catcher maybe a goal line guy too that we've seen so um so, Mike, what are you doing with them against uh, your Colts? How, how's the run defense of the Colts, first of all?
2: The run defense is pathetically bad. <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah, they, they, oh, I mean, a lot of that has to do with Darius Leonard not being available. And I am not sure if he's playing or not this week, but um, he's been in the concussion protocol. So without him, it, it's it's just even worse, and I mean Jacobs just tore them apart, and uh-huh. every every it's just like every game their their defense isn't really uh, providing any kind of support for rushing. So yeah, uh, I I don't see any difference. I don't see why the Chiefs won't at least go for 100, 120 yards on the ground.
0: Yeah, and it looks like since I made the notes, um, at about 2.30 today, they ruled Darius Leonard out for Sunday. So Oh,
1: they did? Because I saw at 2.30, he practiced.
0: He got a limited practice on Thursday, and then Colts linebacker uh, Darius Leonard won't suit up Sunday night against the Chiefs. That's from Mike Chappelle on Twitter, who I'm guessing covers the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Frank Reich uh, declared him out for Sunday. So uh, no Darius Leonard. Fire up your your. I think if you have a Chiefs running back um, and you're you know kind of questioning him or somebody worse, I would go with him. Um, hard to find somebody worse than Damian Williams, though. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, uh. Yeah,
2: you're. you're I, I think Lashawn McCoy on one leg is probably better than Damian Williams.
0: Yeah. So um, I this this kneecaps Daryl Williams' value unless Damian Williams has a setback and doesn't play on Sunday. But uh, um, much like uh, Mike. Told us to keep Rashad Penny. I'm telling you to keep a questionable talent in Daryl Williams because he's got two guys who keep falling apart ahead of him. Um, So I think he'll get an opportunity to suit up. So we'll stay in Kansas City with the Chiefs. Uh, Sammy Watkins popped up. with, uh, with two injuries, I believe it was a shoulder and a hamstring, uh, he's questionable for Sunday. So, of course, that means by the time the game rolls around on Sunday, Sammy Watkins is going to be on IR with, like, uh, you know, MRSA or necrotizing fasciitis or something like that. So that's just how it goes for Sammy Watkins. So if Watkins is out, um, I think uh, Evan will preview your question about uh, Kansas City Chiefs uh, wide receivers. So if Watkins is out and it looks like Tyreek is going to be out, so... If they're both out, are we firing up DeMarcus Robinson and McCall Hardman? And if you can only fire up one, who are you guys starting?
1: The one who didn't get negative points last
0: week. <laughs> Which was? McCall Hardman. He did or didn't? He did. He did get negative, get negative points. All right. He he pulled the John Ross. Uh, so DeMarcus Robinson, yeah. Um, I would say that he is the guy to start this weekend. Um, I mean – He's he's the one getting the targets. Um, uh, the Macaulay Hardman's getting more air yards, but it's you know it's it's only on a couple catches, so they really need to come down with him. So, uh, Mike, who are you going for this weekend uh, with the uh, Chiefs wide receivers?
2: Every week, Demarcus Robinson.
0: Yeah, buddy. All right. So, um, next one up on this one, uh, Mike. I'm gonna let you take this away. Uh, it's uh, your boys on the the Colts: Marlon, Marlon Mack and T. Y. Hilton, both. When they're healthy and good, both are set and forget starters. So what are we doing with them this weekend? What's going on with their injuries?
2: So I think T.Y. Ty Hilton is going to be fine. Uh, he's practicing. I think he even got a full practice in today. So there should be no problems with him unless, you know, it, it, it comes up again. Like, uh, he was fine a couple weeks ago, and all of a sudden he twists wrong, and, and there it goes. So if – some strange thing happens he should play the full game. Marlon Matt, I'm a little tentative but you could still play him. I don't think he'll be out at all, but I'm a little worried as far as a fantasy value right now that if what they said was if if what Frank Wright said was true against the Raiders where Marlon Mack was was uh scripted out of the game because of the situations they were facing by being behind so much against the Raiders and they're playing the Chiefs
1: and also being injured.
2: Yeah, well they even said that he wasn't even really injured. That that he could have played if the if the game dictated him being in the game. So
0: Yeah, they said he was banged up but he could have played.
2: Yeah, so it's almost like Okay, you know, it's hard to, to decipher coach speak, and if, if they're just saying, um, you know, what, what the situation is. But I, I was kind of surprised that he said, oh, no, he was fine. We we could have put him in, but the game script just didn't call for that. So he's a very situational play uh, because if they're not – if they don't use him in the past very often, um, that's more of a Naheem Hines role. And if they're behind by to the Chiefs, which – I mean, I don't see why they won't be, then that means Mac they won't be running as much, which means Mac will be on the sidelines and not Hines, Hines will be the active uh, running back, which exactly what happened against the Raiders.
0: All righty. All righty. That's a good analysis. I didn't think about that, about Marlon Mack being uh, scripted out because, yeah, he does not catch passes. So uh, maybe a a tentative start, maybe a flex play. Maybe if you got somebody better there going on. So uh, number three, uh, Saquon Barkley is still out, but he's practicing and the videos of him, it doesn't look like he has a high ankle sprain at all. So um i'm wondering they probably hold him out this week and next week uh let wayne gallman be the sacrificial lamb against the vikes and the patriots and then he comes back against the cardinals sound right to you guys
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that sounds if right if they're smart so yeah the cause, yeah because if he's already practicing i mean but uh, i don't know if they're going to be able to because to, it's a um it's a short turnaround against the uh the patriots it's uh looks like it's uh thursday night football next week. So, um Let's just come on. you are not going to beat the Patriots. Pa- yeah, the Giants have never beaten the Patriots in prime time.
1: So okay, yeah, when you were before you were born.
0: Yes, I was born. I <laughs> I was born in 2012. <laughs> you are
1: they, a podcast prodigy
0: cuz they beat them in the Super Bowl. All right. So, that's just a note. There's not much to change there. Uh, Wayne Goldman's going to uh, get is, uh, you know what, kicked in this weekend um, against uh, a sh- very strong Vikings defense. So uh, the Packers, switching to the Packers. Uh, Devontae Adams is out. Jamal Williams is out. So that means fire up your Aaron Joneses. And um, MVS versus Geronimo, Allison, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Geronimo. Um, Evan, who are you looking at this weekend as uh, Green Bay travels to Dallas?
1: I am looking at. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you be the question again? <laughs> MVS or Geronimo Allison? Oh, yes. Cervantes. Come on. Geronimo Allison fades and goes. And he only got one target after Devonta Adams went down. And Aaron Rodgers threw like 10 passes. I, I can't take the zero. But MVS seems stronger.
0: Mike, what do you think? Can I say Jimmy Graham? Uh, Jamie Graham is a good answer. Jimmy Graham had five of 15 targets uh, of the 15 throws that um Aaron Rodgers threw after... Uh, Devontae Adams went out last week, so good answer, Mike. Oh, that reminds me
1: of a post we got about our FAB calculator. We have a new FAB calculator. Never wonder about how much FAB to bet ever again. Uh, check it out, Football Absurdity. Someone was like, this calculator's bad. I typed in stuff for Jimmy Graham, and it came out to 21% of my money. I got him for zero, and I'm like, I don't know, 21% seems pretty fair for week five. Like, a tight end that's got this opportunity. So I'm yeah. going to it up as a win.
0: I'm also wondering if that guy uh, uh uh might have screwed up a little bit in the calculator in uh, in assessing things cuz that's the thing about the calculator folks it only puts out what you put in so if you think the answer is wrong it means you, you you're betraying your what you actually believe about the player <laughs> Yeah it reveals it
1: reveals as much about yourself as it does about the fab
0: That's right so I I, I, I
2: ran through it and uh for uh AJ who's AJ Brown Tennessee wide receiver Uh-huh and I think it came up pretty well. It said uh, I think like three dollars or four dollars I should risk on on him. So
0: yeah, that sounds about right to me. You know, he's oh. he's got a shot at a role in a marginal offense that I'm sure you don't have to start him, right, Mike? No, no, no. Yeah, no. yeah. So uh, forgot to uh, plug that. It's at the top of literally every single page on FootballObscurity.com. You can find a link to the Fab calculator that Evan put together. Um, so my answer is uh, Geronimo. Uh, we have three different answers. Reason being is Geronimo Allison, um, has a better rapport with Aaron Rodgers. It's going back to my belief in him before last season. He also gets the red zone work over MVS. MVS is a deep threat. Uh, Geronimo has good hands. Uh, he's not the best route runner, but he does, um, play playground ball pretty well with Aaron Rodgers. So that works out really well when they're in the red zone. Cause he is where Aaron Rodgers needs him to be. So I think because he has a better chance at a touchdown, if I'm playing him as a, like a wide receiver three or a flex, I think I'll go ahead and go with uh, uh, Geronimo Allison, who's um, who's scored touchdowns in two out of three games this uh, this season where he's gotten tar- targets. Ooh, we all had different answers? Yes, sir. we make a bet? I will not. I still have not paid out your bet. <laughs> my... <laughs> I... Okay. Fair enough for, for the That's bet fair. from last week about Melvin Gordon. I am going to pay it out. Everybody. That's if if my friend, if my friend Pete hears this buddy, I'm waiting on that, uh, that Sison to uh, send over to Evan. So please, please bring it over. <laughs> he was supposed to bring it over earlier this week. Cause it's, they don't sell it anymore. So, uh, he was supposed to bring over some extra he found. Um, but, uh, But okay, so uh, last one up. These gosh darned Chargers running backs, as I put in the note. So Melvin Gordon's back. He didn't play last week. Um, It looked like Melvin Gordon was going to take over again, but uh, Anthony Lynn said, I don't want to put him, meaning Melvin Gordon, in there and play him too much, and I really don't have to. I like what Austin Eckler has been doing. So thankfully, I don't have to deal with this in any of my leagues because much like Evan, I, I, I sidestepped the headaches in my draft process. So... Gordon, Eckler, what are we doing with these guys this weekend? Are we just starting them both, fingers crossed?
2: I think it all depends on what situation you're in on your roster. So basically what I think is, if we look back at Ezekiel Elliott, who also missed time um, during the summer, played game one. He only got, I think, 12 12, uh, carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I kind of think the same thing for Melvin Gordon. There's no way they're going to give him a full load, especially when you have Austin Eckler there. So I expect anywhere between 10 and 15, uh, touches for him, uh, this week. So you do it, do what you will. I think that he's very touchdown dependent, uh, in this week. So if you feel like he's going to score a touchdown, you know, roll with it, but you know, maybe 12 carries for 45, 50 yards, um, that's probably it.
0: All right. Uh Evan, what are you thinking with uh with him this weekend as uh Denver travels to LA? We're talking about Eckler. Either one. Eckler, and, uh, Gordon, Din- what are you doing with them?
1: Uh Denver gave up double digit points to Jacksonville backup Ryquel Armstead, whom I am literally the only person on the planet who cares about. Uh so that's that's worst case scenario. They go. So uh, Eckler is going to be uh, great. Start him, and then everybody's going to go. Oh, I guess they're going to have a more balanced role with Gordon's back. No, that's not going to happen going forward. Just this weekend, because Denver's so bad against the run. Right.
0: Yeah, I was going to make that point. Denver gives up the fourth most fantasy points to running back. So um, to that, to that, I mean, you can start them both. Um, I think this weekend, if you have both guys on your roster, I doubt your roster's so poor that you have to start in both i would probably go eckler over gordon but in a pinch you can start both i mean you've got uh six touchdowns given up to running backs already this year you've got a 225 yard rushing game given up to leonard Fournette last week um you've got over 100 yards to josh jacobs in week one so they really uh give up they they give up a lot of fantasy points um to to the running back so i think you can get away with starting both um just so if you're in like a deeper league like if if you're in a scott fishbowl league where you can start like five running backs that way you don't miss you can get all the points but i would start eckler this weekend exactly like evan said um because this is going to be or actually like mike said too this is going to be like the work in game for josh josh gordon wow Ron gordon melvin gordon and um we will uh after this weekend uh Kindly put Austin Eckler onto our bench unless uh, it's a, a bye week flex situation. I,
2: I disagree with that too. What's that? I disagree with that. I think Austin Eckler is going to have a very good role going forward. Uh, so I, I wouldn't just assume he's he's not going to produce.
0: Well, I didn't. All right, expand on that.
2: I, I, I think it's going to be a, a pretty maybe a 60 40 kind of. Touch carry situation for the Chargers the rest of the way. Gordon will probably get 60% of the load and 40% will go to Eckler.
1: How come well, I mean, Gordon's like all world talent? Eckler's
2: good, but Gordon's Gordon. Gordon really, uh, I think, is more hyped than good. Um, and I think, you know, Eckler is probably. I mean, he's shown he could be a ball, a ball, uh, bell cow. Um, I don't think that's going to happen just because Gordon is, you know, definitely a, a solid running back. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't. Gordon, I think, has a, is mis mischaracterized by a lot of people.
0: So where do you rank Austin Eckler for the rest of the season then?
2: Well, he's only going to get 40% of the touches, so you're probably looking at a flex play. I, I would say he's a pretty pretty solid flex play from here on out.
0: Okay, so last year it was also a 60-40 split, and Austin Eckler was the 28th-ranked running back. So, all right, so let's go ahead and move on. What was on. a 60-40 split in the games where they were both healthy?
1: Because I'm There's looking just-
0: at Melvin Gordon in the top six back for
1: three straight years.
0: Yeah, I'm just yeah melvin gordon was uh, the number three back in points per game i i'm doing this on the fly you can't ask me to do that <laughs> i just looked at their total touches <laughs> okay so it was so yeah you have to factor in the times that it was a
1: hundred to nothing split yeah for- but mike's
0: i mean to mike's point he has earned a greater role in the offense but um if you're playing in a two running back league um with a flex you might end up on your bench is what I'm saying. So is it a contract year for Eckler? That would be a sweet contract year for him. I don't know, man. You're making me do all this work. Yep, Spot track Austin, Austin Eckler. Uh,
1: no, he's still on his rookie contract, so he's got like another year or two. Okay, uh, there we go. And I apologize to all you people listening at home. My kids opened up a Charizard, so okay. they were unable to contain themselves.
0: Okay. So all right. So we're gonna go ahead and put the news to bed there. Uh, we're gonna go ahead uh, before we pivot over to. The week five preview, we're gonna remind everybody about draft.com. Draft.com sponsors the Football Absurdity Podcast. What it is is a weekly daily fantasy um service where you go in and you do the best part of the, the your whole year. It's the draft. You do it every week, you pick your players, and that's all you do. Uh you put pl- you put in a dollar, put in a hundred dollars, and if you have the best lineup, you win. Um there's no salary cap or anything like that. It's literally just a snake draft. You can do it for the NFL, NBA, MLB. Playoffs are going on right now. NBA's preseason starting up. Uh, NHL hockey starting up. You can do it for golf when that's around. So it's for any any sport you want to do it with. Uh, you can uh, actually literally draft players, and it's a lot of fun. It takes about five minutes to do a draft because they're they're relatively small lineups. So if you want to go ahead and get in on that action, you can go to uh, uh, draft.com slash Absurdity, promo code Absurdity. If you drop in at least $10, bucks, they will throw you a $3 token that you can use to enter a um, a draft for free, a draft tournament, and uh, it helps us out a lot. So again, that's uh, draft.com slash Absurdity promo code Absurdity and with that let's get into the week five preview boys so if this is your first time joining us uh welcome uh what we do is rather than talk about who you should start and who you should sit um, we talk a little bit about what we're looking for in the games coming up so we go game by game um and we uh we each have a question that we're asking that's what, that we're looking for in this one we talk through it and then we answer those questions on the tuesday show so if you want to f- see what we think about the answers to these questions Go ahead, become a patron. Like I said, uh, support the show, uh, support the website. Link at the top of footballabsurdity.com or go to patreon.com/slash-football-absurdity. So, first game up, and what's this week is weird, guys. It's almost all 10 a.m. games. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah aren't there
1: are like two, 4 p.m. or one, 1 p.m. slash 4 p.m. on the East Coast games. Yeah. yeah. Two,
0: <laughs> we're all in the Google Doc looking at the times uh, So yeah, this week only uh, Denver Chargers and Green Bay Dallas is in the afternoon slot Because uh, Casey and San Francisco play on Sunday night and Monday night So there's there's uh, nothing left So um, before we get started, we're not going to talk about Detroit Unfortunately for your streamers, there's no Miami this week. Both of those teams are on bye. So <laughs> <laughs> uh first game up is uh Arizona at Cincinnati. It's a 47 point over-under with Cincinnati as three-point favorites. It's let's just get this one out of the way. It's two 0-4 teams. Um, Evan, what are you looking for uh in this matchup?
1: All right, people. All right, all you Bengals owners out there. All right, all you uh, Cardinals owners out there. I've got David Johnson in too many leagues. I've got Joe Mixon in our Goon Fishbowl. Let's have a great week for everyone so we can all go out and have a fire sale next week. We can trade them all away based on name recognition. That's what I want. Running backs do great so I can sell you. Let's do this. Give me David Johnson. I'll take him. Okay. We'll talk. We'll be in negotiations. I'll give you Corey Davis. I'll have my people call you.
0: No. Give me something uh, that you didn't just pick up out of
1: the FA. Why did you pick him up out of the FA?
0: I didn't, but I will if you're willing to trade me Corey Davis <laughs> for David Johnson. I'll go pick him up. No, oh, he's going to have like three touchdowns. Uh, and
1: he's going to change your opinion of David Johnson. See, this is what I'm talking about, people. David Johnson, you can't trade for anything these days. You can't trade for magic bean sandwich. They're so low value. I need a, I need a great week by him and Mixon so I can get rid of him. So people stop offering me free agent trash for him.
0: I'm curious why you're so eager to get a guy who has over hundred and thirty yards in two of his games this year off your roster.
1: I know, right? I must be crazy. Better off for something good. Yeah.
0: All right, man. He's uh I, I I I feel like you're you're letting what you expected from David Johnson uh cloud what uh, what David Johnson has done for you. Am I crazy, Mike? I feel like David Johnson he's the number eight uh running back this year. Yeah. I feel like he's having a good year.
2: I, he's having a good year. He's putting up good. I think what it is is that because he's a running back, we would naturally look at what he's doing on the ground as far as yards, and it's really not much that's been happening. Not anything really exciting. So it's because he hasn't been exciting since before his injury. It's just oh, okay. This guy is not doing anything. But what people don't realize um, is what he's doing in the air, and he's got two touchdowns. 182 yards and 21 receptions in four games. So he's putting up the points. It's just going mostly uh, as a receiver.
1: Oh, yeah, look at, at that. At, he is eighth ranked. He yeah. is catching more. He has more average receiving yards than he has average rushing yards. But he's not the only top 10 back to do that. Who is the other top 10 back with more average receiving yards per game than rushing yards? Cafe? No, that dude's got 102 rushing. God, the guy's Eckler. So good. Eckler, you nailed it in two. Good job. Woo!
0: All right. So uh, as for Joe Mixon, I agree. Um, Mike, uh, do you think that um, so every year there's there's a a factor in fantasy that we we look back and say, you know, we probably should have paid more attention to that um, in the draft process. And I think that this year um, it might be the Bengals offensive line vis a vis. That's right. I dropped it vis-a-vis. Uh, Joe Mixon. So, so I mean, am I crazy in that? Thinking that that's going to be the big... Um, where we look back and go, man, we really should have seen that coming. We didn't put enough credence into that.
1: Yeah, I'll like oh, go for it, Mike.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, I, I think that offensive line uh, crit, uh, critique and bringing in the offensive line as far as part of people's formula to predict where fantasy running backs should go uh it's getting more traction uh before it, it was like not even in magazines it, it, but i would say in the last two or three years it's getting to be really heavy and as we see with these star football players like david johnson and joe mixon who don't have a very good offensive front they're not putting the the yards in and that's at because of the offensive line so I do think that that's going to be more heavily involved in people's, uh, I guess, formulas when deciding on who to draft and when to draft.
0: Okay, so Mike, you had a question about uh, uh, the the lack of Christian Kirk in the, uh, the Arizona offense. So, uh, why don't you talk about that really quick?
2: So, Christian Kirk is going to be out. I don't know how long this week, a couple weeks, maybe. Uh, and basically, we know that Larry Fitzgerald is the number one receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk actually had more targets, I think, and more yards than Fitzgerald, but it's not by much. So I, there's really not going to be a change, I think, with Fitzgerald. It's To me, it's, I'm wondering who's going to step up in Christian Kirk's place. Uh, will it be David Johnson, uh, Demaria Bird, Keyshawn Johnson, or Andy Isabella? And Andy Isabella uh, has done absolutely nothing, but everybody's excited because he's a rookie. Uh, on the season, Isabella only has nine snaps compared to someone like Demarriott Bird, who has 206, and Keyshawn Johnson with 159. So I would probably temper Andy Isabella for this week, and I think David Johnson's going to get a lot more more uh, more uh, targets. Uh, I
1: think he's going to there. be the receiver. I'm out sure of Kingsbury's going to try to run the air raid offense with no good receivers, and it's going to be a mess.
0: Yeah, that's going to be iffy. And it looks like Bird is hurt. Uh, there was questionable if he was going to play on Sunday. I was checking to see if there was any update on that. There's not. I mean, Keyshawn Johnson, maybe. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Andy Isabella is probably your best bet. I mean. I
2: See, I disagree with that. I, I think right now, I don't. There's a reason why he only has nine snaps.
0: Because he's redundant to Christian Kirk. Okay.
2: That could be a all right, yeah. if that's the case, if that's the case and Andy Isabella should step up this week. But Yeah, well,
0: that's that's the that's the question that'll be answered is will it be Andy Isabella?
2: Yeah, for sure. And if it But would you play him or Oh do you god, feel confident no. enough
0: God that no. God no. Okay. Not a chance in the world. I'm starting the only people I'm starting are are David Johnson and and Larry Fitzgerald. If if it's, you know, if we're if we're asking ourselves, oh God, is going to be Keyshawn Johnson or Andy Isabella or Pharaoh Cooper or Demario Burt? Like, come on, Fa- don't don't make fantasy football hard, you know? <laughs> don't don't make it difficult. Am I right?
2: Well, you don't want to make it difficult, but if Andy Isabella is the second coming of Christian Kirk,
0: then no, he's going to get
2: those targets.
0: Well, I'm saying this weekend I wouldn't be starting him because he could get the opportunity, but he could fall on his face. Okay,
2: so okay, I so basically temper expectations don't really start him until we see what he can do on the football field this week.
0: Yeah, that's your question: is who will step up? And my answer is, it's maybe it's Andy, Andy Isabella or Keyshawn Johnson. It's not going to be Demario Bird. He's he's banged up. So, anyways, next guy, next guy up. Um, uh, my question is, is Auden Tate? But um, I put Golden Tate because of the thing sweeping the internet about how uh, AU means gold. So there's two Golden Tates in the NFL. Is he going to step up without John Ross? And uh, somebody in the notes saw what I did there. Um, so Auden Tate uh, actually um, has 16 targets in the last two games. So he's actually started to get a bigger share of uh, Andy Dalton's targets. And he's he's hauling them in at a decent rate. You know, he's over um, 63% catching them in the last couple games. And, um, you know, without John Ross, you know, is he in for another big target share against an Arizona team that um, they do pretty well against wide receivers but it's more because the offenses that they've played have been able to completely abuse them with the tight end and with you know Tyler Eifert is okay he's a decent enough tight end but he's no like um Will Disley um at this point in his career or I believe uh, Evan Ingram also victimized him so that's kind of what I'm looking for is um in this one is is Auden Tate going to step up because he's very low owned right now so um, so if he steps up, he might be a guy that uh, if he steps into the John Ross, not the John Ross role, but the John Ross targets, because uh, he is getting uh, he's uh, number two on the team between behind Tyler Boyd and air yards uh, with one hundred and forty two to Tyler Boyd's one hundred forty five over the last two games. So I started him over Robert
1: Woods and John Brown.
0: Wow. Over Robert Woods. That's the uh, I think, Mike, I think that might be the onion hanger of the week. What do you think?
2: Yeah, that that. Yeah, for sure.
0: He went five for 48. No, I know, but starting Auden Tate over a guy that you got in, what, the top six rounds? Yeah. That's uh, gutsy. So, All right, next one up, Buffalo at Tennessee. It's a 38-and-a-half point over under. Tennessee is three-point favorites. I am feigning enthusiasm in what will probably be the worst fantasy game of the week. And Evan's question uh, and Mike's question, I'm going to roll – uh, you guys together because you had the same question basically, which is who are we trusting? Who are we starting?
1: Yeah, the defense is like I if I owned Derek Heron, Henry, Aaron in any league, I would have to sit there and stare and think about whether or not I even want to start him.
0: Oh, I'd start. I mean, you, you're, I mean, he's their entire offense. Is he don't week. sit
1: your stud territory? Uh, uh... I guess if you're starting him against Buffalo, it's you're starting him against everybody.
0: Yeah, well, I think Buffalo has a better or a better running um, matchup than we give them credit for. I think they're mostly stifling people through the air. Which, um, you know, I know Marcus Mariota is very hard to stifle. I know he's an incredible, (laughs) incredible quarterback. But um, this is going to be
1: balloon popping moment where he comes, yeah, yeah.
0: Buffalo's 13th against uh, running backs this year. Um, A lot of that, oh, they. They gave Joe Mixon a good game, so that kind of tells you all you need to know all about right, how they're cool. playing this Certainly. year. <laughs> cool. cool. Cool, Yeah. They're um they're uh last week you didn't have a, a running back get um ten fantasy points against him, but that's because that was more New England doing New England things than uh and Sony Michelle only getting sixty three yards on seventeen carries, which is yikes. That's very Sony Michelle ish. Yeah, that is very Sony Michelle ish. Um so Mike, do you have anybody in this one that you're excited to start? I, I mean I don't think so.
2: No, there's there's no one exciting to start. Uh, I don't even know if uh, the rookie is going for Buffalo. I um, can Singletary is even going to be a factor. He might be the only one if he plays, but again, he's coming off an injury. Uh, other than that, no. I mean, Frank Gore and Derrick Henry. Oh, are probably I
1: got someone
2: two most boring players in um, <laughs> to watch, but I think those are the only two you can actually play if, if need be.
0: I got right, someone. I'm excited too. Who's your contrarian? What, Dar- what's your
1: Dawson Knox? Oh, Dawson Knox tied in for Buffalo. Especially if whoever's backing up Josh Allen plays, because he's going to need a safety blanket real close, over and over again.
0: See, that tells me in desperation it might be Cole Beasley too. But I mean, we're talking yeah, we're talking like deep PPR leagues. I wouldn't trust it yeah. uh, with a, a, a Matt Barkley. I'm not trusting anybody that Matt Barkley's throwing the ball to. Sorry, because <laughs> Matt Barkley related to Saquon Barkley. Yes, they're they. He's actually uh, Saquon Barkley's father. So, um, my question is a <laughs> um, long time. Yeah, my, Yeah been around a while uh, my question is for the uh, titans is last week's offensive output in the passing game just fulls gold um yes because they're going to get smashed into the ground um by this um bill's uh, pass defense that held tom brady to one of his worst games uh, fantasy wise in the last like five years so um i i don't see good things going for the titans offense this weekend outside of uh, uh mr derrick henry next game evan's boys versus waleed's boys chicago at oakland they're my boys now i guess After last week's surprise. Chicago-Oakland, is that a home game for Oakland and it's a 10 a.m. start? Is that right?
2: It's a London game, I think.
0: Oh, it's the London game. Thank you, Mike. I was very confused. So Chicago versus Oakland in jolly old England. It's a 40.5 point over-under in Chicago's five-point favorites. Um, So Evan wants to know, if watching the Bears pulverize a nautical-themed team will give all of Mm -hmm. britain America. What? Give all of Britain American Revolution PTSD. Oh, I got it. <laughs> will it give Britain American Revolution PTSD? Will it? Uh, Evan, what do you think? Yeah, we'll give them PTSD when they get flashbacks to the American Revolution. I'm all sure there's, of them. They were all in the war. All those vets from 1776. So. There could be all a right. few. Let's just punt on that question since we're short on time. Mike, your question <laughs> is, will Derek Carr survive the onslaught that is Khalil Mack? What do you think about that one?
2: Yeah, I, I think Khalil is going to be pretty pumped up to get after his uh, former teammate Derek Carr, and yeah, you know, interesting enough, the the Raiders have been protecting Derek Carr pretty well. I don't think the Colts got to him at all last week. Uh, they've only allowed like eight sacks in four games, so uh, which is tied for tenth. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, I think Khalil Mack is going to be it's going to be pretty pumped.
0: Oh man, if I was Khalil Mack, I would. You know, I the whole flight over, I would just be, I, I would be so amped. I would be walking the aisles. I'd be so ready to just knock Derek Carr on his rear end. Sorry, Evan. No offense. This
1: is not going to be pretty.
0: No, it's it's not going to be pretty. I'm I'm sorry. It's this it's going, going to be... be a big old British smile. He might he <laughs> might just
1: be going by a car It's going car to be more smashed and in and tapped car dentist.
0: Oh boy. Um, no, this one I'm very happy that they they switched out of the 6 a.m. 6:30 a.m. Pacific time games because my brain is so broken I would have gotten up to watch it and it would have been. Oh, they switched out of those. Yeah, this is a 10 a.m. game. Instead of a 6 oh, a.m. game. Oh god! As the
1: father of two hyperactive boys, it it was the saving grace of my weekend.
0: No, oh, well not I'm like, anymore. Like, well
1: shoot, I gotta get up at 5:30. They Dude,
0: they, they hey, at least
1: there's football on. i I'm, I'm less suicidal.
0: They uh they uh they smartened up and uh, stopped putting um teams that uh would be watching at 6 30 a.m i remember the year that uh the rams moved to la i don't remember if that was that was two years ago um right two or three years ago they three moved to la ago. three years ago their like fourth game of the season was a 6:30 a.m local time game in um in london and i was like Guys, the whole market is not going to get up to watch this. Like, what are you doing? And they finally, they got their their acts together. So, uh, and as my,
1: usual, Evan is the only one who suffers.
0: <laughs> my question is: Is this Treat Cohen's last stand? Uh, we tried to talk Mike out of or Evan out of dropping Treat Cohen after the first couple weeks. Um, we said better times were ahead, but he had 8.9 fantasy points and half BPR. That was one of the games that had Evan questioning if he should. And keep he scored Tariq Cohen. too.
1: So just a, yeah, and that, six and a half points out there, and yeah,
0: and that's his uh, his high point from the season was the eight point nine points in week one. So this might be Tariq Cohen's last stand in terms of his usage in the offense because things are not really going as planned there in Chicago um, on offense, especially since Chase Daniels is going to be starting on Sunday.
1: No, so Chase Daniels is better than Trubisky.
0: He can throw it to went
1: out next thing you know, Tariq Cohen gets a
0: touchdown. He can throw to his left, which is more than you can say about Trubisky. So next game up, it is an NFC South matchup. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, 46-point over-under. And I would hammer the over on this one. New Orleans, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And Evan has a question, and I have an answer for him. Evan wants to know.
1: Yeah. Why all these people be talking about, hey, this is a great start for the Jameis Winston owners because New Orleans, second- Second most passing yards allowed. New Orleans defense is horrible against the pass. Okay, did you watch them shut down Dak Prescott last week to the tune of seven total points? Hold up, okay? You can't just amalgamate the stats. You have to wait the most recent performance. They seem to maybe have gotten it all figured out. I don't think this is an auto start that everyone else says it is.
0: I mean, did they figure it out, or did Dak Prescott vomit all over himself? Because Watson and Russell Wilson – Combined for 73 fantasy points. Jared Goff had his second best game, and Jared Goff, I mean, we talked about we we talked about it last week about how he's falling apart. We kind of let it be um, for this one, and and you know Jared Goff had 19 fantasy points against them. So I'm sorry that Dak Prescott screwed you over, but
1: Dak Prescott is perfect.
0: I'm sorry that the,
1: such accusation.
0: I'm sorry that Dak Prescott screwed you over, so but they are an ounce of vomit on the front of his jersey. They are a good matchup. Three out of four games this year. So Mike wants to know the question. Mike's, Mike's splitting hairs here, because I believe right now it's the number two wide receiver and the number five wide receiver, and he wants to know which wide receiver will come out on top for Tampa Bay. To that, I say both, baby. And I have a secondary question for you, Mike. Once you're talking about this, I want you to rank the top three uh, wide receivers in this game Godwin for this weekend. Godwin, Evans, and Michael Thomas. Uh,
2: so full point PPR?
0: Uh, we'll go. I like to split the difference in half point, but if you're more comfortable with full point, we can do that.
2: Okay, either way is fine. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Evans, Thomas Godwin.
0: All right, all right. So why don't you, uh, talk about your uh your uh your bucks back or your bucks receivers real quick?
2: So, basically, really, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are two number one wide receivers on the same team. Uh, They're equally going to get targets, uh, receptions and yards. Just to show what I'm starting talking about on the season, uh, Evans has 18 catches, 368 yards, four touchdowns. Godwin has 26, 386 and four touchdowns. So there's very little distinction between each of them. We're talking about eight passes Eight receptions in, like, 18 yards. So, um, yeah, they're they're both going equally as good. So I think you can roll with both of them uh, and be happy with it.
0: Yeah, and Mike Evans started the season slow because, I mean, it feels like it was a million years ago, but he was sick in weeks one and two. So, you know, um, I think that might have played a lot into why he started off slow. But I agree with uh, Mike. I think it's all systems go for both of these guys. In what is undoubtedly for any quality quarterback in the nfl a dream matchup anybody who is any good would play well against these saints right right evan evan's giving Uh, this uh, evan was too busy yelling at his kids uh, (laughs) so my question is more uh is uh are we going to see more of the rojo show so for the season right now um it's uh peyton barber and ronald jones have almost an even split in terms of opportunities uh with um uh, Peyton Barber getting the short end, barely 50 rushes, three targets to um, Rojo's uh, 53 rushes and eight targets. But over the last couple of games, it started to become more of a maybe a 33 to 66 split with uh, 35 opportunities. That's rushes plus targets to um, Rojo and only 24 to Peyton Barber um, with uh, last week. Uh, Peyton Barber only getting uh, 10. So uh, and and Ronald Jones getting 20 opportunities. So Ronald Jones is kind of starting to take over. And um, they talked about in the Carolina game um, that he uh, I heard this earlier this week that he actually was hurt. And um, that's why he was held out after uh, just four rush attempts and zero targets. So it's three out of four games this year where he's had at least 75 or at least 70 yards on the ground. He scored last week. I think Ronald Jones might uh, be taking over for Peyton Barber. And uh, I think this week will go a long way to see if that's going to shut the door or if it's going to be situational again at, at New Orleans. So, I, I think
2: I think it's definitely uh, Ronald Jones' game uh, unless he completely falls on his face,
0: unless he poops too much, as Evan Sun says. So, <laughs> next one up, Minnesota at the Giants. Uh, it's a forty-three point five point over under. Minnesota are five point favorites and um evan has a question that i think everybody's kind of asking because i've seen both players i've seen people tout both players as having a squeaky wheel game both adam thielen and stefan diggs this week so evan wants to know who gets the grease when you have two squeaky wheels
1: yeah what's gonna happen every time you try to target adam thielen stefan diggs is gonna get mad and vice versa
0: now, um, my, my, uh, I made a tweet today where it was uh, something along the lines of, like, Kirk Cousins enters the uh, the wide receiver room, and he goes, all right, Stefan, Adam, all right, who wants the lion's share of the 22 passes that I'm going to throw this week? Yeah, he's so... like, I'm going to divide it perfectly <laughs> evenly, all right? One to each of you. Yeah, I'm going to go one to you, then one to you, one to you, then one to you. One no, no, no,
1: you. one to you, one to you, and that's my that's my, that's my targets for the that's day. That's all of them. Every,
0: everything else goes to Dalvin Cook.
1: Everything else goes to Dalvin Cook.
0: Yeah, Mike, you wanted to know if the Vikings passing game can come to life as Evan and I are sitting here poo-pooing them. So, what do you think about this?
2: <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I really believe that this, this is a game that we're going to see a lot more passing from Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is getting a sort of a, a bad rap on, on his play this year. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> well, okay, check this out. So I went and looked at stuff and and um, sort of... Digested. I've seen him on the shortlist list for MVP candidate. Well, okay, hold on. Um, I'm, being, I'm being sarcastic. No, I know. <laughs> um, so, okay, out, outside of the Green Bay game, let's just take that completely out of the equation because he was absolutely awful. Uh, outside of that game, the, the other three games, he's 50 for 67 with two touchdowns and no interceptions. So that's, that's a 75% completion rate uh, and has two touchdowns and zero interceptions. So another problem that is, that's not statistically showing is he only has 99 passing attempts. Uh, Trubisky has more than he does. And at this time, even though Newton has missed the last two games, Uh, he's only 10 ahead of cam newton so in the four games that Kirk cousins has is played he he's only 10 ahead of cam newton who's only played two games (laughs) he is not throwing the ball at all um i know a lot of people and including uh adam thielen came out and he's like okay well we're not throwing the ball deep we we need to get the ball deep we you know he's he just needs to throw more and throw deep well If that's the case, and it is the case, as we've seen, but is it Kirk Cousins or is it the offensive line? And if you look at what their offensive line is doing, um, anytime that Kirk Cousins goes back, the offensive line is allowing uh, the defense to get to Kirk Cousins to uh, maybe not sack him, but to pressure him one out of every three attempts. So. Even when they do pass, the offensive line isn't blocking for him. Uh, so, yeah, is Kirk Cousins not not putting up great numbers? Absolutely, he's he's not. But I don't think this is all him. I, I think this this is the offense that they know that this offensive line can't pass protect for anything. So they're not giving him the attempts. And if they do, they have it has to be short, which is, explains his seventy five percent completion rating. Because if it's a long pass, he's going to get sacked. Uh, And with that said, I I really think that this week you're going to see more passing, but shorter passes. So because the Giants are really strong against the run. And Dalvin Cook, we'll see what what you can do. I still think you're the best right now in the the NFL as a running back. But you have a good test against that uh, Giants front.
0: Yeah, so th- those are some great numbers. Uh, Mike, I don't have anything to add to that. Evan, do you? Evan has nothing to add but dead air because he's yelling at his kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Today. <laughs> uh, it, it's we? all right. It's all right. Let's just move Solomon, on to the next one.
1: For, for fantasy analysts who know everything out there to feel good.
0: All right, let's move on to the next question, which is, uh, Is how bad is Wayne Gallman going to fall on his face? And uh, my answer is very bad. Um, outside of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams lighting them up in week two, uh, Minnesota's shut down pretty much every running back they've played against. Um, and you've got kind of marginal talents like Wayne Gallman. You've got like Edo Smith, uh, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, Devonta Freeman, guys who aren't blowing it up this year and you know i kind of think wayne gallman falls more in that territory than the uh, aaron jones territory so minnesota gives up the eighth fewest fantasy points this season poor wayne gallman's getting sacrificed to them so uh uh to that uh, defensive line so that um saquon barkley uh doesn't uh get hurt this aged well yeah some guy <laughs> i'm gonna find that guy i <laughs> I said some guy, you know, I had my Wayne Gallman take on Twitter and some guy was after the two touchdown game was like this aged. Well, so I'm gonna go find him after this game and say this aged. Well, that's my plan. So, all right, Jet. And it wasn't you, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Jets at Philly. Forty four point over under Philly's going to smash him by 13 and a half points, according to Vegas. And uh, Evan wants to know if Jordan Howard is startable after a big, what, three touchdown game last weekend? Yeah. Last Thursday.
1: He's still on waiver wires. I mean, I didn't put any claims for him. He's still in free agent. But now that it's free, I keep coming back to him in leagues where I need a running back going, can I talk myself into not only adding you but flexing you? Not quite. But, man, I'm going to be kicking myself if he has another good game. Tell me why he's not going to have a good game.
0: I don't want to lie to you. Mike, do <laughs> you want to lie to Evan.
2: Uh, uh he's not going to have a good game not so against should, the Jets
0: defense. So I should pick him up. There you go. Now nah, the Jets defense actually Mike's right. The Jets Jets defense is pretty good. Um, overall uh, uh, they you know if everybody's healthy they added a lot of talent in the offseason. They're 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 doing pretty well on defense. It's the offense that's the problem with the Jets. So unless all right, let's find a let's find a path in being usable which would be let's see the Eagles smash the Jets, and he's running out the clock in the second half. There you go. There's there's your 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 path. Jordan Howard being usable this weekend. That's kind of likely. All right. So, um, Scott didn't you have this question last week, Mike? I did. Well, that the Bill? week
2: before and the week before. It's going to be an every week question, I think.
0: All right. So, what is the answer for the last couple of times? You what's the answer so far this season?
2: The answer so far this season is I've been wrong, but. Um as far as he's he's gotten more rushing yards than receiving Mm -hmm. yards. Um and and again I'm I'm this time I'm a hundred percent a hundred percent sure that (laughs) he's gonna get receiving yards uh over rushing yards because that Eagles rush defense is a wall and they only allow three point two yards per carry, uh fourth in the NFL. And a total of 62 yards a game on the ground. So Le'Veon Bell, who probably averages around 40, is probably going to get about 20. And he'll catch probably eight passes for 35 yards. So, yeah, there you go. There's your Le'Veon Bell
0: update. Wow, Mike's really down on Le'Veon Bell, huh? Sucks. All right. Uh, my question to this one is, uh, Nelson Aguilar, what are you doing? What are you doing? He had 23 targets. Granted, without Alshon Jeffrey, but he had 23 targets uh, against Atlanta and Detroit combined. He turned that into 16 catches, 157 yards, and three scores, and some of the more boneheaded plays that you, you'll uh, you'll see, um, especially against Detroit. But then last week, a uh, weird game on Green uh, against Green Bay on Thursday Night Football, he had one target for zero catches. So I kind of want to see because Deshaun Jackson's out for this weekend. We re- really didn't cover that in the news, but. Um, Nelson Aguilar will be the number two wide receiver. And um, what's going on, Nelson? Probably going to settle in around seven or eight targets, I think, um, uh, in, this, in this one against a, a very questionable uh, pass, de- pass defense. Oh,
1: what are you doing? That's why you have W.Y.D. next to his name in the notes.
0: Evan is our uh, internet slang and youth correspondent. I
1: thought it stood for why are you dropping babies.
0: Uh, That's why, yeah, why are you dropping babies, Nelson? He didn't, well, the guy didn't drop the baby, unlike Nelson Aguilar would do. He's not necessarily dropping babies, but he would drop it, given a baby, given the opportunity. So, next game, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. A game that we were hoping uh, going into this year would have been a, a big matchup between old versus new, Lamar Jackson versus Ben Roethlisberger. Now it's not quite that. 44.5 44.5 point over under. Baltimore, five-point favorites. Evan wants to know, what will Juju do-do this weekend?
1: Yeah, is he going to, like, do stuff? I hear he can. Uh, it's all I hear though, at this point. Also, Deontay
0: Johnson, he's he the guy? Bridgewater oh. likes Deontay? Who, why do you keep saying Bridgewater? You oh, have it in the notes. Who's
1: Bridgewater? Mason Rudolph.
0: <laughs> they're all the same, dude. Steelers legend uh, Teddy Bridgewater, and yes. and and before you before you say it, Mason Rudolph is white. Everybody, that's not what Evan meant. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he is because he said they're all the same. All right, Deontay oh, Johnson. I don't, yeah. thanks for looking out for that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Deontay Johnson <laughs> is the guy to own. They he had both his touchdowns in the last two games were both garbage time, uh, when the game was out of hand while the Niners were 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 beating them. Uh they got kind of had their last stand touchdown with uh, Deontay Johnson. It was in the fourth quarter. And then while they were smashing the Bengals on Monday night football, that's when Deontay Johnson got his touchdown. Um they gotta d I I don't know if anybody is must start. I mean Juju you gotta start because of the, the draft capital, but I don't know if Deontay Johnson is must start at this point. Mike, what do you think?
2: Uh Deon Deon I I actually probably would sue it. <laughs> put Deontay Johnson ahead of Juju Smith-Schuster. You would,
0: because right of the death of target stuff going on?
2: Yeah, it, it's really sad. Actually, uh, I'm looking at the targets right now, and Smith-Schuster has less targets than Nelson Aguilar, Jameson Crowder, Josh Gordon.
1: Oh. I'm starting them freaking somewhere. I can't remember where, though. One of my nine leagues.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, I mean, if you got Juju... Um, yeah, at this point he might be, he might be outside of don't sit your stud territory because of what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, But I mean, if you had that approach with uh, the guy that I wanted to talk about for this one, which is uh, James Conner, Mike, we'll come back to yours. I get to skip it because I had a nice uh, segue there. Um, James Conner struggled his first three games. He really didn't do much until last week. He, he played well. He only had 10 rushes, but he had his, he had eight catches, 83 yards. And he had uh, 42 rushing yards, and um, so he finally had kind of a good game. And he was looking, he was chunking off runs. It really felt like he and chunking, off, having nice chunk plays. So um, maybe they're they're trying to get their legs under him with Mason Rudolph, and and maybe this is the week Juju does that. But if you want to keep him on your bench, because you know if you have Juju, given what you spent on him, you're probably one in three because he hasn't done much, you know. So uh, if you if you can't stomach another loss um, you might have to look somewhere other than juju if you have other options I oh
1: sure when james Conner chunks off jeff says it's great but when dak prescott chunks off onto his shirt it's bad
0: well yes that is correct because because james Conner chunking off is what you want james Conner to do because uh, he chunked off all over the bangles not over all over his shirt
1: that's just in hairs at this point
0: All right, so Mike, what are you looking for uh, in this uh, AFC? I mean, is there any difference between
1: the Bengals and a vomit-covered shirt at this point?
0: Hey, got him. Got him. (laughs) Evan's got the Roast of the Week award. Evan, the Amazon (laughs) gift card's in the mail.
1: I had to set that one up for like a minute, too, and then I almost got away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you did almost lose that one. So Mike wants to know if uh, uh, the, uh, the Ravens running backs will get away, or will the Steelers stop them?
2: Yeah, speaking of vomit, the the Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, ability to stop the run game is pretty, pretty nauseous. Uh, 4.1 yards per carry, 123 yards per game, which is like 22nd in the NFL. And when you're facing a team that all they do is run uh, 200 yards, they average 200 yards per game, the Ravens do, on the ground. Combination of Ingram and, of course, Lamar Jackson. Uh, the, I think this game is... The only thing probably going to prevent this game from being like a 45 to 7 kind of game is the fact that when you run the ball a lot, the clock runs as well. So, it, it, yeah, it, this is going to get really ugly. Have you noticed yeah.
1: that the answer to almost all of your questions in in our notes, Mike, is resounding no? <laughs> like, like like will Pittsburgh be able to stop the Baltimore reno- uh, no. No. Will that car survive, Khalil Magno? What's
0: like, that? What's that rhetorical corollary where if there's a question in the headline, the answer is probably no? I think that's what Mike's doing with his uh, his questions. <laughs> um, Either that, or because
2: I did it like at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
1: there's
0: that too. No, <laughs> was <so>. negative.
1: <laughs> I was like, I hear you just saying no, no in the background. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going over the show notes and I'm doing Mike's questions.
2: Like, no, no, no.
0: No yeah so all right next one up speaking of no uh New England at Washington 42 and a half point over under New England 15 point favorites um this one's going to be a bloodbath we still don't know who Washington's starting so I think that Evan's question the the statistics whatever Evan's going to spout uh it will have a more compelling case after this one
1: Yeah, New England's having the best fantasy season of all time, and it's not even close. Uh, If you look at last year's upstart, the Chicago Bears, uh, uh, they're scoring eight points a game more than the Chicago Bears. They're scoring over 50% more than the Chicago Bears averaged last season. This could be a fantasy season for all time.
0: Yeah, and uh, to that point, I looked up on it perfantasydata.com, the Patriots are on pace to score 336 fantasy points this year for the dst uh the their data goes back to 2002 the only team that came close or came closest was the 06 ravens who scored 238 so over 100 points more over the course of the season and um that 7.6 point difference is uh or that i can't do math 7.1 point difference is the difference between the number two and the number 21 team this year to show you how dominant they are more than um the second best team on 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 defense so if you got the pats congratulations you're 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 riding high and there are there and and looking through this the number one team usually finishes up somewhere roughly in 180 to 200 so they're already almost halfway there through four games
1: beer gave me that hot tip on the way to my big money league draft and so thanks beer for the beer
0: god yeah thanks uh mr Uh, beer sheets guy um, for all the traffic <laughs> and for helping Evan out. So, um, Mike, um, can I just say no and we move on to your question? <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's
2: say no. The, no, definitely you, a no. You,
0: you have to ask the questions that everybody knows.
2: Oh, that's that's true. Um, well, it will Colt, Colt McCoy get more than 13 fantasy points against the New England defense.
0: Oh, boy. Well, will Colt McCoy give the New England defense thirteen fantasy points just all in his own? Is the real question. That that's actually a really good question. That's so. given. Yeah. So, all right. Mine is uh, is Chris Thompson a weekly starter in PPR leagues? In full PPR, he's the number twenty two running back right now. So, he um uh he wasn't a guy that you drafted to start for you, but at this point, it's like. He's been uh, he's been a consistent producer um, on on the season so far, and uh, you know I've been plugging him in in Scott Fishbowl, and I've been feeling okay about it. So, um, what do you guys think? Is he a weekly starter in PPR leagues? Maybe as as in full PPR only, but as like a flex, just because he's getting so many uh, touches and targets. He always has been. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sneaky. He's sneaky, sneaky. So, all right. Um, next game up. Uh, Carolina uh, hosts Jacksonville. It's a forty-one point over under. Carolina are three and a half point favorites. And Evan wants to know if uh, if Leonard Fournette can score a touchdown. That was actually a, a glitch in our notes. All right, Mike, so was we'll that you, to... was that was that your question? Leonard uh, Fournette can yeah. you score a touchdown?
2: Yeah, that was actually my question. All uh, right.
0: it's, uh, My bad. All right, Mike. No, it's so... okay.
2: I was kind of interested in to see what Evan was going to answer there. <laughs> um, so. <you> know... <laughs> So last week, Leonard Fournette ran for, like, two football fields, like 220 yards, yeah. uh, and didn't score a touchdown. Uh, he's been involved in the passing game. Of course, he's been in the, the rushing game. But his sole job, really, is to run and score a touchdown. And hasn't done that a single time this year. Not through the air, not on the ground. So, can... The Panthers, or will the Panthers allow one touchdown? You know, every single one of my questions has been a no, but guess what? This one right here. This is a yes. This is going to be a yes.
0: In an upset. In an upset. uh, Mike got self conscious about all his answers being no. (laughs) (laughs) So he called this one a a yes. Let's see. Let's see how Carolina is doing on run defense this year. They give up the. Oh, they're in the middle. They're in the middle. They've given up four. Four touchdowns to running back. So, hey, I like those odds. Won a game, unless it's Evan's boy, Rykel Armstead, again. uh, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I think he scores a touchdown in this one against Carolina. So um, what what I want to know is uh, uh, Jacksonville's secondary has been traditionally a a secondary you want to stay away from as long as they've had Jalen Ramsey. Well, guess what? They haven't had Jalen Ramsey this year. He's been having a myriad of, we'll just say, concerns uh surrounding him and um they got torched week one by sammy watkins three touchdowns Uh, Cortland sutton scored two against them last uh last week adam humphreys of all people had 93 yards on six catches against them manny sanders had 104 yards last week it's just like you have these big games from players four guys already through four games and um you know is is jacksonville have they gone from a defense that you're trying to avoid uh to a defense that you're uh, trying to target so that that's my question on this one, because if uh, you know Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore pop off, then um, you know maybe uh, this is a defense you're going to target because they do give up the eighth most fantasy points on the season. So
1: man, I had saved the dead air by jumping in and doing a bunch of talk, and it turns out I was on mute the whole time. Oh, I wanna know, we got this. Might be the most exciting game for me because we've got two young quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew and Kyle Allen, going against pretty good secondaries, and I want to see I want to see how these potential maybe future future mainstays in the league are gonna are gonna handle their game script and and how they're gonna handle a, a decent defense
0: yeah I, I think that might be the most compelling thing uh for the future is uh you know Minchu mania versus you know kyle allen also exists if uh they, he does enough for the uh the panthers to maybe take a long hard look at cam newton and uh, what he makes so next one up atlanta Houston, our last 10 a.m. game, we've gone through so many of them. 49 point over under. Houston, five point favorites. Evan has a very spicy question, and I'm very confused by it. So why don't you go for it, Evan? Atlanta's getting tore up by good secondaries, and they're torching bad ones.
1: Houston has a bad secondary. Third worst in the league in terms of fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So Atlanta, you've got to drop at least three passing touchdowns. Or, I don't know.
0: Calvin Ridley has another bad game. He might be droppable. Okay. See, that wasn't your question in the doc. Your question was, Am I dropping everyone? And that's why I was confused because Matt Ryan's quarterback eight, uh, Julio or uh, Julio Jones is wide receiver seven, and Austin Hooper's tight end two. So that's why I was, I was reading droppable. the show notes and I was like, What? He said to drop everyone? Droppable. No, shut up. You're wrong. Shut up. Droppable. <laughs> shut drop up. Him. Dropping you. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Mike has kind of the kind of the same question because where is Calvin Ridley? What is going on? Mohamed Sanu's out producing him.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and basically, the question is, uh, or, or is, is a riddle, Calvin rid, Riddle, where are you? Uh, <laughs> riddle been, me this, Calvin.
0: Calvin's uh, been rid of the offense.
2: He's definitely rid of the offense. Uh, so on the season, Calvin Ridley has 16 catches, 207 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, it's okay. But when you look at the fact that he has less catches than Devontae Freeman, uh, less yards, as as you pointed out, Jeff, uh, than Mohamed Sanu. Uh, But, I mean, okay, he has two touchdowns, so that's something, I guess. But the big question is, where's a guy that posted 12 receptions, 169 yards, and two touchdowns in the first two games to what he's become in the last two games, which is, Four catches for 38 yards and no touchdowns. And here's a time like like uh, Evan pointed out, you have the defense to do it against. We'll see if you're if you're been passed up by Mohamed Sanu or if you're going to be the Calvin Ridley of your rookie year and your first two games of this season.
0: Yikes, that's a, a quick fall from grace for Calvin Ridley. So um, last week my question was. Uh, is Kenny still stealing enough targets from Will Fuller to make him unusable? Well, guess what? No, Kenny stills. And, uh, still no, he, he went out last week with an injury. So will fuller, this is your time, baby. Um, you've done pretty much nothing this year. You had 69 yards in week one. And that was kind of your high watermark, uh, two catches for 69 yards, uh, five for 51 in a PPR a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, we love Will Fuller cause of that connection with, uh, um Deshaun Watson but that's just not producing this year only 14 catches through four games like that that can't stand so um if he doesn't produce in this one um you know like we talked about trading off of the name hopefully you can throw Will Fuller and another player and upgrade somewhere because somebody still uh, believes
1: say, so you wouldn't buy low on Will Fuller right now if somebody was, wanted to I
0: take, never believe I never believed in Will Fuller so you know. there's that I always thought he had fluky touchdowns, much like Calvin Ridley at the beginning of last year. I always thought he was a fluky touchdown guy. So um, kind of like a a Deshaun. A Deshaun Jackson wasn't fluky, but he's got the same sort of Deshaun Jackson skill set. But he's playing in an offense where the offensive line doesn't give Deshaun Watson enough time to let his routes develop so he can bomb it out to him. And, you know, he's got alternatives now with uh, he, well. With uh, you know, other guys over in the middle, whether it's Duke Johnson, Kiki Q T, uh, he, you know, he's been thrown into the tight ends over the last couple of games. So it's uh, I wouldn't buy low on Fuller I would try to try to move him if I could for an upgrade somewhere. Let let that become somebody else's headache. So uh, speaking of headaches, uh, Denver at the L A Chargers, forty-four and a half point over under. L A six and a half point favorites, and here comes the headache. Mike Williams, Evans hated player. Okay.
1: My Hike with Heliums Why you gotta poop too much You poop out of places That aren't even Your butt Jesus you Christ Re So mystery <laughs> Though Jeff hides behind your injury He's hurt Still all of our fantasy Teams have misery My Hike Williams pooping down the bullet body shadows made of white brown poo. Come on, hit the Mike dump. Williams Poopa doop stupid poop it poop 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 that's Mike Williams. Please stop pooping. Clint up on your go.
0: <laughs> He's gonna go for Stopped 80 and big. two touchdowns.
1: So much poop.
0: 80 and two touchdowns this Hard. weekend. All right.
2: I, well, I, I think you should sell that to Weird Al Yankovic.
0: Well, thank you for the musical interlude. Unfortunately, I've already done the outro, so I'm not going to put that in there again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now you just have some copyright free on the records, you know, if ever you need to throw that in somewhere, just for some background. There you like, go. Keep- checking
0: so, yes, does Mike Williams poop too much? He's hurt. He's going to be fine this weekend. He's going to go for 80 yards and two touchdowns. That's, that's, that's the Jeff Crisco guarantee. How's that sound? Okay, I don't even know
1: what I want at this point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike wants Drop to know him which. One league, I have him in another. Yeah, Mike wants to know uh, which pair of running backs will get the most rushing yards. At uh, Gordon and Eckler and Phillips and Freeman, I'm gonna go uh, Gordon and Eckler. What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, I think that's probably gonna happen just because the Broncos defense gives up about 150 yards per game. So. It'd be kind of difficult for Phillips and Freeman to outgain Gordon and Eckler.
0: Plus, they're down uh, Bradley Chubb and I think Josie Jewell. That's uh, two, true. Two linebackers who, uh, you know, when I mean, Bradley Chubb's more of a pass rusher, but I mean, you, you know, when you're down to backup linebackers in two spots, that's uh, that's when the uh, the running backs feast. So I agree with you there, um, uh, Evan. What do you think? I think that's great. I don't think uh, I. Do we have to
1: be? Give me do we have people to, who are actually good? Gordon and Eckler. I was going to say, Gordon. Going against Denver's holy. De- Give me the people that are going against the defense that allowed two hundred twenty-five rushing yards to Leonard Fournette last week.
0: All right, that's fair enough. All right. Yeah.
1: So,
0: so what I want to know is uh, which uh, which wide receiver is the wide receiver one in Denver? Because um, I'm not I'm I'm not comfortable. Trying to start two two different wide receivers from a Joe Flacco pass offense um, right now. So uh, it seems to it started off the season it was Manny Sanders 20 catches 16 yard or 20 targets 16 catches and uh, 184 yards in the first two games. Then just 110 in the last uh, the last two. Whereas Cortland Sutton had has had 120 in the first game. Then he fell off. Then he's had 150 just under in the last two games and he scored two touchdowns. So I want to know. Who's the wide receiver one there? Is it Emmanuel Sanders? I remember we were talking about that uh, after the first couple of weeks ago, after the Chicago game. He seemed to be the number one guy. But now I'm curious if it's going to be Cortland Sutton, who um, might actually uh, um, take over for Manny Sanders because there's rumors. I don't know if you guys have heard these. There's rumors that teams are looking to trade for Emmanuel Sanders. So Sutton might take over outright. So um, if you're, you, you might want to buy him because if uh, – Uh, if he becomes the undisputed number one by pure volume he might be a guy that you can just set and forget for the the rest of the year despite joe flacco
1: i'm gonna throw two numbers at you right here and i want you to tell me why they're significant please don't
0: please five that me
1: and two
0: five and two five catches for uh courtland sutton against green bay and two touchdowns last week or are these Manuel Sanders in the last two games?
1: Those are the auction values I recommended for Sutton and Sanders. Five dollars for Sutton, two for Sanders. I've always been on Sutton's bandwagon, and I think he's going to take the job and run with it.
0: Okay. I mean that that's 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 fair enough. But so far that I mean hasn't borne out so far. It's been happened last week. Mm, Manuel Sanders had 104 yards. It's just that Cortland Sutton scored. <laughs> Happened the week before. Uh, okay. But the week before that? Did not happen. And <laughs> and the, the week, week before, before
1: that? Did it did happen. happen. Actually, it did. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice.
0: All right. Just don't so be right
1: for myself and stop devil's advocating your own thing.
0: Hence my freaking question. <laughs> Who is it going to be? So, all right. Next one up. We got three games left um, before we talk DFS. Green Bay at Dallas in... Um, uh, 46.5 point over under Dallas, three and a half point favorites. And Evan still shook. Evan still shook from Dak, uh, bangling all over himself last week. So, um, so Evan, what's, what's, what's your question for this one?
1: And now he gets a, another Rick like, reasonably good defense. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas, you going to get it going or what? You've got Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, um, i Cooper. There should be no excuse for these 10 point things. That poop out your mouth. Yeah, Dallas, get get this is your get-right game. Come on, I got a lot of shares of you. Probably the most shares. Uh, can, can they get right? Mike, are they going to get right? Are they going to avenge the New Orleans loss?
0: Yeah, I, I
1: think yeah, That's so. what I wanted to hear. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Mike, are they going to do that by giving Ezekiel Elliott 25-plus touches?
2: And that's exactly what they're going to do, is go back to what they should have done against the Saints and feed – Ezekiel Elliott over and over and over again. And so, especially against that Packers defense that can't stop anybody. Yeah, this is going to be the Ezekiel Elliott show. So, if you have him, make sure you start him. Not that you wouldn't, but double check, triple check. He's got to be in your game for you because he's going to, like, explode.
0: He's going to eat. Eat. He's going to eat. So, uh, my question we already went over. So, in the interest of time, we can just – move past it i was the uh um mvs and geronimo allison one that i that i posited off the top so um, we'll go ahead skip that one in the interest of time all right mike how you feeling feeling jittery about this one a little scared indianapolis at kc 56 point over under it's going to be fireworks in kc with uh kansas city as 11 point favorites so uh uh Uh, Mike, you want to know, can Jacoby Brissett continue a streak of two or more touchdowns? Which, he's the only quarterback in the league right now to have four games of two-plus touchdowns. So, do you think he can continue? You
2: know, I I like that. I think he will. Uh, um, Believe it or not. Just because of the fact that the Chiefs uh, are someone that can be exploited, as we saw with the Raiders, and the fact that Jacoby Brissett is going to need to pass the ball, as I said, with Ezekiel Elliott over and over again, because they're going to be just way behind Um, Hilton's back. So that's, that's important. So yeah, I'm going to say absolutely. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think it, I I don't think it'll be pretty, sorry, Mike, but I think he'll end up, uh, you know, maybe a first down or first quarter touchdown and a fourth quarter touchdown. Um, I'm just worried about uh, Arrowhead's crowd, um, what they're going to do to Jake Brisket because, you know, it's a difficult crowd to play in front of it's a different it's a uh, a different beast playing in kansas city than uh, most other stadiums so i think he will pass for two touchdowns just because you gotta you know you gotta keep up with this kansas city offense but um i don't think it's gonna be pretty sorry mike no
2: no it's it's gonna be really really, really
0: ugly so speaking of not pretty uh, evan has evan's just using these questions to uh just bring up beefs he has with uh with players so he's trying to yeah, See, I'm hoping the audience will find
1: it relatable to beefs they have. And if not, well, it's cheaper than therapy.
0: So what's your question?
1: Kansas City, you've got Watkins, you've got Denard Robinson, you've got Nicole Hardman. Are we just doing like a three-card Monty thing? Keep your eye on the Queen, where this, in this case the Queen is whatever player is going to go off in any given week. Like, is there any consistency? Can we start these people and, and just get like a, a floor that's not zero? I don't know. It, it feels like a sneaky trick that wide receivers on Kansas City's all-world, all-time offense can get zero, can, can can get ignored. You'd think everyone would feast. It's the best.
0: Well, it hasn't been Sammy Watkins except for week one. So, I mean, it hasn't really been like a sneaky trick or a shell game or anything. He's just been bad except for week one. He hasn't... Right. Once more of the time, he was the, he was the right answer. Uh, okay. If I could finish my sentence, what I was saying is he is getting the targets, but he's not coming down with them. So it's not really the offense; it's more a Sammy Watkins problem. So hopefully you sold high, sold high on him because he's the wide receiver five right now. He's had one game inside the top forty. So he's I the don't fifth ranked wide receiver. He was when I wrote the. Uh, the That's uh, hilarious. So Thirty two, whatever
1: games, top forty. Yeah. That so is he, a great stat.
0: Yeah. So you got to move on from him. You got to. You got to. You got to move him. And, uh, I, I mean, McCole Hardman. It was. Uh, the luck of the draw with see, I'm just taking obsession. I don't think it's a sneaky trick. I think it's Nicole Hardman. You know, he's a he's a low volume guy. High, uh, he's a boom bust guy. Sammy Watkins has sucked, and and uh, you know, Demarcus Robinson is just not ready for the 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 uh, the the limelight. So I don't know if anybody's actively trying to trick you, Evan. I I don't know if that's what what it is. Would
1: so. you be okay with people not starting any
0: of them if they had some of them on their roster this week? Yeah. I would have to see their roster. I'd be okay with them not starting Sammy Watkins. Over over a reasonable substitute. Like an Emmanuel Sanders who you love? Sure. I'd start or Col- Sutton, who I hate. Well <laughs> I mean, I'm starting Demarcus Robinson in a league, but it's kind of out of uh, necessity, so Oh, is I that
1: why you trash talk Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman?
0: I see now. The numbers are numbers, buddy. Nice long con there. Numbers are numbers, and speaking of numbers, uh, I'm kind of curious. They've got four healthy running backs there in KC. So what happens? I mean, Darwin Thompson was a was a darling. He's that's gone. That's that's fully gone. But right now, um, but what happens if they have four healthy running backs? Is uh, uh, is Damien Williams going to poop too much, and uh, it's going to go to Daryl Williams as the guy to own um, behind Shady McCoy? Is Shady McCoy going to consolidate power? Um, as, as the season goes on, he becomes more comfortable playing, uh, with the chiefs offense. So very curious what happens. And, uh, I want to see if they have another, uh, um, uncalled hook and ladder play like they did last week, which LaShawn McCoy has been an all world talent for what, like a decade now. And I can't believe he still runs like that. He still runs with the ball out in his hand. Like he's, you know, like he's playing backyard football. It gives me. You know, it gives me a a heartburn every time I freaking see it. I mean, you guys saw the hook and ladder play where Lashawn McCoy was running. Yeah, they were having some fun. Yeah, but he was just running in the open field with the ball just at the end of his hand. He wasn't holding it. And he does that a lot. And it freaking gives me a heart attack every time it happens. So um, anyways, now that I've gotten that ran out of the way, time for a new one. Cleveland at San Francisco, baby. Monday night football. My Niners, 47 point over under. San Francisco are five-point favorites. Evan, I can tell. Every time I've said anything about anything this week, you've told me about Antonio Calloway, so I know you've been champing at the bit for this question. You said he's just a phone Calloway. Do you have another song for us?
1: No, I don't, but, uh, yeah, Antonio Calloway. Jarvis Landry, concussion protocol. Uh, OBJ appearing on milk cartons. The time is right for Calloway, who was in every single, wide res- every single free agent, Cool, this waiver-wire period, uh, except the ones where I already owned him, uh, I would start him. I'm starting him in four of my nine leagues. Wow! I am I'm In my big money league, I'm starting him. I think he's going to have the recipes there. The only ingredient that isn't great is the Niners' defense looks good. But he's coming back from a suspension, not an injury. Wide receivers tend to flip out their first game back. He's got the room. Jarvis Landry might not even play or might be banged up. It looks like Baker Mayfield is looking for someone else besides Odell Beckham. This, this could be Callaway's coming out game, and then we sell him and never talk about him again because he'll be horrible the rest of the year. But I am all in on, fo- on on phone Callaway this
0: this game. So my here's here's my, my only pushback to that. So it, it, it's a question of. So the 49ers, um, they secondary. It's going to be kind of a shootout if Baker Mayfield uh, doesn't get eaten alive by the the defensive line of the 49ers because they have so the, their defense started well because they had richard sherman and akella witherspoon and richard sherman was doing richard sherman things despite evans slandering him and akella witherspoon was playing really well and then akella witherspoon got hurt and then jason verrett got hurt so now it's richard sherman and Deontay johnson who Deontay johnson just kind of um am uh sorry not Deontay dante johnson who just kind of roams around the league, being you know the fourth best cornerback on six or seven different teams, and um, the That's question is <laughs> the question is and 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 Callaway could be in for a big game if the Browns are smart, uh, or if they're not smart because if they're smart they're gonna sacrifice because Richard Sermon stays on one side of the field. And they might, if they're smart, they'll take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook, and they're going to sacrifice a wide receiver who's not as good to Richard Sherman, and then let OBJ do OBJ things and finally have a good game. Now I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's kind of my my only pushback to that because that is the downside to Richard Sherman. If you have one good wide receiver, you can sacrifice a bad wide receiver and let Richard Sherman just shut down a guy who's who's uh, not as good. So. That's my concern. But at the same time, Callaway could still get open um, or they could, uh, you know, rotate guys around and Callaway could get a long one on Deontay or Dante Johnson. It's just a question of if they choose to sacrifice him or not. So that's the only uh, I wouldn't say I rained on your your parade. I just sprinkled some water on it that there might be a downside there because um, the the 49ers are down to a third string corner on one side and uh, the Browns might just put OBJ there rather than having him. Bang heads against um, Richard Sherman all game So that's that's my only concern with that But I do appreciate the enthusiasm um, I did put him in my sleepers For this week, he's probably going to make my DFS thing um, We'll see how that goes So uh, Mike I'm just going to say no, because they're, they're great the, the answer to your question is no Moving on, no Mike wants to know if the Browns can stop the 49ers run game Which has been off the freaking hook this year Yeah a man of many words
2: (laughs) leave the room
0: is that all you got nothing to add Uh,
2: I yeah there's there's really not much to add other than the fact that like the 49ers 175 yards per game which is just 25 less than the Ravens um, 4.6 yards per carry Coleman Breida Mostert Jeff Wilson at the goal line it's you know, is Coleman playing? I, I heard that he might play. I don't know if he's officially playing or not. But
0: um, they haven't. It's it's still up in the air. It sounds like he might be playing, but I'm not sure at this point.
1: I have him in my big money league, and even if he plays, I'm go, and I'm and it's very RB bare, like very, and I'm still gonna leave him on the bench even if he plays. It's, it's, it's just too soon, too many
0: guys. It's been kind of a weird thing with uh with the uh, 49ers where it's it's been very segmented. Um, you know, Breda gets the carries between the 20 or uh, Breda gets uh, uh, his carries. Uh, he gets like 10 to 12 a game. Raheem Mostert cat, you know, gets the the he's the more like well rounded. He gets some targets, he gets some catches, and then Jeff Wilson's the goal back. It's it's been very segmented and regimented, so it's been kind of hard to figure out how to, to carve fantasy production out of uh, uh, the, the, this lineup, so um.
2: It is, because then, you know, you got either Brita or Muster getting the ball down to, like, the four. And then in comes Jeff Wilson for the four-yard
0: touchdown run. Yes, just, sir. Oh, It's great it's if just, you're a Niners fan.
2: Yeah, it's great for, for the NFL 49ers. But if you're a fantasy owner of any of these guys,
0: you're just like, oh, my goodness, this is killing me. <laughs> so, uh... B B B C. R B B B B B B C. All right. So, and my question for this one is, um, I I cribbed this one, I believe, from the Around the NFL podcast, which is, uh, uh, these defensive lines are just monstrous on both sides of the ball. And is this one going to be like a, you know, a nine to fourteen, just absolute slobber knocker that um doesn't actually produce as much as we we uh think or hope it might for this one. So the, that's my final question for for uh, for that one. I hope the answer is uh. Whatever whatever the answer is, I hope the 49ers score more points than the Browns. Um, that, that's all I care about, really, at the end of the day. So, um, so Mike, it's daily fantasy time. So uh, we are brought to you by uh, Draft, but because of the technicalities of Evan being completely unable to actually play DFS, we use Fan, uh, FanDuel, which is uh, Draft's uh, partner. Uh, They are combined now. So uh, we do a uh, traditional FanDuel uh, salary cap draft. So, Mike, this is your baby. Why don't you take it away? Give us an update about what's going on.
2: So, yeah, um, if if you guys listen to the Patreon podcast, you probably already know that uh, I did absolutely zero. Um
0: Mike had and, one of the worst results I've ever seen. Sorry,
1: Mike. Mike. This would be the equivalent of shooting the moon if this were hard. <laughs> yes,
2: exactly. It, yeah, yeah. Uh it, it was it was embarrassing and uh yeah, horrible. Uh so our our winner this week uh was Jeff with 146 points. Evan came in second with 116 and then um, yeah. Mike, you can
0: just say you didn't. You had less than 116, and we can yeah. leave it at that. I also finished the race. <laughs> I,
2: I, I did. I, I was like a, a broken-legged horse who was brought in by their jockey to to complete it. Uh, yeah, I, I scored under 80. Let's just put it that way. Um, 80 total <laughs> great, points. great for golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so overall, uh, Evan has 10 points. Jeff has nine.
0: And I have six. Yeah, and we're scoring this like uh, uh, three points for first, two points for second, and one point for third. So um, Evan still has the lead despite me winning twice this season, huh?
1: Yeah, because I've also won twice, and
0: I've come in Um, second twice. So you hear that, people? I don't like – I think that's collusion between you and Mike. I think that um, (laughs) – I think that you guys are, are 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 conspiring against me.
1: I think I'm just committed to providing our listeners with the most detailed and successful fantasy football daily advice.
0: All right, why don't you give me some uh, detailed and successful fantasy? De- blah, blah blah. Easy for you to say. Why don't you give me some? S- give me your lineup. All <laughs> right. So sorry to Porky Pig that. Yeah, please. no,
1: it was a good. It was a nice throw. Throw. It was a nice toss too. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brady. Going with Brady at quarterback against Washington, $7,600. Uh, again, we get $60,000 total. For running backs, give me Kamara and Dalvin Cook, $8,200 each. Ooh. Uh, for wide receiver, Tyler Boyd for $6,700. He's the only player on the team who can catch a pass. I'll, I'll take him. I think that Calvin Ridley is going to have a good game against that secondary. So I will take him for only $5,400. I think that's the buy low window. Ooh. And I'll put my money where my mouth is. Let me do MVS Marquez Valdez-Scantes, or whatever his name is. $6,300. Tight end. I'm feeling Dawson Knox. $4,800. Seems like a steal. Uh, that allows me to take the number one ranked defense, New England, against Washington. Come on. They're starting Colt McCoy. They're going to have 100% ownership. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and then in the flex... I think this might be a little bit more than a, a warm up game. Give me Melvin Gordon for $6,800. So that's Brady, 7,600. Kamara, 8,200. Cook, 8,200. Boyd, 6,700. Ridley, 5,400. MVS, 6,300. Knox, 4,800. New England defense, 5,500. And Melvin Gordon at 6,800. And that leaves 500 left over that you can just roll up real tight and put it right up your piggy bank slot.
0: I thought you were going to smoke it. All right, uh, Mike, what do you got for this week?
2: So I got the winning lineup this week. Okay,
0: well, thanks for listening, everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Mike's going to win. It's
2: over. So let's have everybody That's have a That's what Jeff night. says every week.
0: Yeah, yeah been... but
2: this is the week I'm winning. Uh, I'm tired of losing. Uh, so we're going to roll with Deshaun Watson, 8,000, at quarterback. Ezekiel Elliott, 8,800. David Johnson, six thousand eight hundred. Philip Dorsett, fifty-four hundred. DeAndre Hopkins, eight thousand five hundred. Adam Thielen, sixty-nine hundred. Tyler Eifert, forty-six hundred. Who's still healthy, by the way? hasn't hasn't missed a game. He Uh, will be
1: till he's not. (laughs) Could have fooled me. I thought he'd vanished. He's going to play,
2: which I said from the very beginning. Spontaneous
1: combustion. Preseason,
2: he's going to play every every game this year um david montgomery 5700 at flex and the philadelphia eagles oh
0: wow i wrote down pats already i figured they'd be across the board who those eagles playing they're playing the jets Uh, okay that's fair enough all right those were some decent lineups boys but you know what they uh they pale in comparison to this lineup that I'm definitely not stalling because I accidentally closed FanDuel. That's definitely that's definitely not what I'm doing right now. But uh, let's do a quick recap. Again, definitely not stalling. Evan has Brady, Kamara, Cook, Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley, MVS, Dawson Knox, a little Dawson's Creek action there. The Pats and Melvin Gordon. Uh, Mr. Valverde has uh, Deshaun Best Watson. This is a pretty good lineup. You guys both have good lineups this week. I'm impressed. Uh, It'll make my win that, that much sweeter. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, DJ, David Johnson, Philip Dorsett, New Hopkins, Adam Thielen, It Hurts When I Furt, uh, Eagles, and David Montgomery. So now that I'm done, definitely not stalling. Um, Mike and I have a little bit in common. Uh, we, uh, My quarterback, famous Jameis Winston. Uh, he's coming off two strong games. New Orleans, good opponent, no matter what uh, Dak Prescott did. DJ and Zeke Elliott. My running backs. Yeah. I believe in you, Mike. I stole your lineup. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend, only fifty-eight hundred bucks. Um, and we talked earlier about how he's going to be the only game in town uh, receiving. I got Julio Jones. I got. This is where Mike and I differ. I got Stefan Diggs, six K. We'll see. I think he'll. Uh, he has the uh, uh, the the ear of um kirk cousins this week we got tyler Eifert going against the worst uh tight end defense the world has ever seen my flex is derrick henry and my defense the pats of course so because i thought they were going to be 100 percent owned so uh we'll see how that does next week so uh we uh we do gotta go so um thanks everybody for listening um unless evan or mike you got anything to add evan you got any songs to play us out with no All right, a man of few words. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, For Mike, for Evan, thank you, and you have a wonderful day. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four. I'm going to start that over. Episode what the?